forever seems like a really long time not getting along, let me tell you. It's really nice when you're in love, but it's really not nice when you're in love. Man, if this is a part of my life, it's a part of my life. I'm already, it's just gonna add, but it's never gonna complete me. I am fucking complete. My kids are complete. We are solid. Um, so that's a massive takeaway from me because um, not using it to feel valuable, you right. know? I'm not using it to uh, feel worthy anymore. It's, it's just, it's just a journey. It's something that two people might want to experience together. What, what all these Disney movies show you is that it's love conquers all. And unfortunately, love does not conquer all. Love is important, but you need to have some of the same values. You have to be kind of on the same road, walking with the person that you're going to be committed with. And I think the difference that, you know, generations have not been saying is that marriage is so hard. Relationship is super hard. Namaste, amigos. This is Vanessa and Aisha, two wildly passionate women coming to you from opposite sides of the world, Australia and Mexico. This podcast is for you, about you, all of us, all women from all walks of lives, sharing our stories, our truths, our struggles, as we uplift, transform, break boundaries, and grow. Aisha, how are you? Hey, Vanessa, I am actually feeling fabulous. Uh, it's midday in Australia, and I know it's nighttime over there in Mexico, so... Um, good night for you, but really pumped and excited about our first episode. Yes. So shall we go right into the topic? Let's go right in. All right. So let us give our viewers or our listeners a little bit of a backdrop. Uh, Vanessa and I are both single parents. Um, Vanessa has a young daughter. Um, I have three children. And basically, us being single parents, um, we found a connection and we have um, spoken about all our journey and what we're doing as parents and also as women. And that connected us. And so then we decided to create this podcast and take you guys on this journey along with us. So... Topic number one is all about marriage, girl. Hey, um, marriage. Let's get right into it. Please tell us what was your idea of marriage and what did it look like for you? Marriage. Marriage. Um, I grew up in a home where my parents are still married. They're 43 years in. Um, not, a lot of, uh, not a lot of those are still left. So it's uh, pretty admirable. And that's exactly what I wanted. I grew up um, really wanting to find the one, right? To find the one who would be there and would be my provider, my knight in shining armor, my protector. Um, and uh, there was this idea of, of safety behind getting married and, 
and having kids and someone who would come and who would protect you from all evil <laughs> um, and uh, who would also provide for you and your family and um, and so there was that economic safety even though I grew up as an only child my, my father always said you have to be smart and you have to study and you have to go to school but he also said you have to marry someone who can provide for you and provide for your kids and um, and so that was very much instilled in me um, from a very young age. And so even though I was supposed to work and get a job and all of that, I had to also find someone who was going to be the, the head of my family and who would run things accordingly. Um, so I think it's, it was interesting. And, and I think, um, you know, one thing you, you, you haven't mentioned is I'm French Mexican and you are English Indian. So we're, we battle with a lot of cross culture issues. And, um, and I think in, in marriage, um, you know, I, I wanted to find someone that was kind of like me, that was half and half and, or different because I, I, I considered myself to be very different. And it's funny, I, I was never really seen as real Mexican and I wasn't ever seen as really French. So, you know, I thought, well, if I don't fit anywhere, I'll find someone that's just like me. And, and if my parents can do it, I can definitely do it, right? Um, so I think that was really my, my whole quest on what marriage meant to me and, and, and being kind of saved. I thought it was, it'd be like, getting to the top of the mountain and all of my answers would be solved to all my problems. I would find them there when I had found the one. What about yeah. you? That, that's quite interesting. Um, even though, like we say, different parts of the world, conditioning plays a massive part, right? So I had the same conditioning. My parents are still married. I think they're going to 50 years. Wow. And I was not even aware of the fact that people got divorced at that young age. Um, so my happily ever after look like till death do you part, right? There was no um, opting out. There was no quitting. No one, not even my family or sort of around me, I can remember as a kid ever got married or separated. So that option wasn't there. Also, again, safety and security. So I considered the man to be the safety net, the security, the provider, the stability. Mm, um, and it's like an end goal for me, like um, that once you get married, you've achieved something, right? It's almost like you got this degree. It's <laughs> like, you know, you have finally got the reward <laughs> you, know? you have accomplished something amazing in life and so you know I I tended to head down that path even though and it's very funny for the people that know me I'm a very strong-headed girl but look deep down I had those conditionings right I had the yeah. seed that yeah. even though I was very very um independent I needed that to complete me. I needed that to complete what I considered a family. So it was it was very, very funny that even though we live in completely different societies, somewhere, 
somehow we ended up with similar conditionings and beliefs. And where, where do you reckon that would actually stem from? Well, you know, it's 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 interesting you you ask that. I think we should we should really kind of tell our viewers a little bit of of where we're heading with this. Um, we have found that the one thing that really brings us all together is cinema, right? And that's a worldwide effect. And who better than Walt Disney to bring us all together <laughs> in his fairyland of princesses and princes and um you know i have a six-year-old so she's she's a fan of her princesses let me tell you and they are when you really start looking a little bit deeper into all of these stories it's it's no wonder why we are conditioned the way we are Let's take a look a little bit at um, at Snow White. Snow White was a tale that was created in 1912, reproduced again by Walt Disney in the 50s. And you look at Snow White, she's this beautiful porcelain doll and she's very submissive and she's very mm -hmm. quiet and she's got this beautiful little voice and she sings to the birds and she's so feminine, I can't even take it. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> And what does she dream for? She dreams for her prince, right? And one day my prince will come and it's all about when he will come, I will have reached that mountain that I'm telling you about and all of my answers will be solved. And then she deals with this psychotic stepmom of hers who never wants to get old. I can't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so she then runs off and, and, and decides to live with seven dwarves and nobody seems to question that, but that's another, for another conversation. And, um, and really at the end of the story, we end up seeing that it's, it's her who finds her prince and she's taken off and they live happily ever after. Right. And so this is like one of our classics. Then if you look into it, there's Cinderella. Cinderella, another submissive, beautiful, beautiful feminine young girl who is just abused by her mother and her stepsisters. And in this, in this scenario, they're all fighting for a man. Mm. Right? Like, this is really where we start. And, and, and I think there's a rivalry between women that starts very, very young very, very young, like women with each other. We don't trust each other and we're always kind of battling and, and, and we're always competing. And I think there's a very different dynamic that happens between men. And yet with women, we're always kind of, of seeing it. What mm, you mm, Absolutely. And very interesting, to be honest, um, touching more on Cinderella I also noticed that she's like the poster child for um um a people pleaser you know I look at her and I think you know she was just treated horribly she was made to do everything and anything pretty much be a servant wear horrible clothes and torn clothes and never did she ever oppose 
never did she um, stand and say, no, you know, I'm, I'm better than this. You know, I'm, I'm not, this is not my worth. Right. Um, and it sort of conditions you to believing that our job is to serve, right. That, that you get a medal at the end of the day, if you serve and if you put yourself last, yeah. And then the only validation she gave herself or she felt was when she turned into the, the princess for the ball, right, with yeah. her coach and with her glass slippers and stuff. So, you know, she couldn't stand in her own power during the time that she was um, a uh, just ordinary, but she had to step into that sort of you had to look a certain way, have your hair done and the gown, and then you feel, like, amazing. Right. And and also the dynamics, like you say, about, you know, just women competing and stuff. If you look at cultural backgrounds as well, you know, I don't know about you, but from the cultural background that I come from, there is a lot of um, attention seeking from, say, the mother, even the mother towards the son, and then you've got the wife towards the husband, right? So there, mm-hmm. you've got you got the dynamics of the mother-in-law and the wife fighting for the man, the boy's attention, right? So maybe the character titles have changed, but those energy dynamics actually play out out in real life. And we underestimate the fucking impact of that. Yeah. Right. We underestimate that these kids, these children are learning that, Hey, it's okay to fight over a, uh, the end, uh, the attention of the man. Right. Absolutely. And I also think that, um, you know, at least in, in, in Latin countries, it is still seen as you get married very young. Um, I think in the States, you know, this and in Europe, it ha- that has moved uh, quite much, but definitely in Latin America, people, young girls are getting married from 23 to 28 still, right? And there's almost like this this uh, stigma. If you're not married by 30, the train has left your station. And why why is she not married? Yeah. Is she gay? And and What's that's wrong very, with very her. wrong with her. And people start talking about it, yeah. right? Absolutely. Same thing in India. Absolutely. I mean, I think they start writing a list of diseases you must have because you're not married by the time you're 25 you know <laughs> and and it's crazy it's actually crazy and um it, it is quite funny and another another thing that actually shows up is if you're different I was very different right I didn't fit the typical model of being a girly girl and and speaking with a soft voice and um you know walking around or wearing the the clothes and everything so automatically again it's like not just um not just family but I would say society around you looks at you and says hey there's something weird about her she's not normal right and and it hit me like if you look at Belle, she was that, right? She liked her books. She liked to, you know, not show attention towards men or whatever. And so they, it was a song that, you know, she was weird because she, she wasn't like the other she girl. She was odd. She was the odd one. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It was the odd one. Yeah. Belle's, Belle's a great one. Belle's a great one. I think you see this, this beauty and she's, she's book smart, but in this little village, she stands out way too much because she's also a little bit alienated from everyone. And she's really into her books a lot as well, right? Why doesn't she have any friends and why is she constant? Because she needs to be in a city. Why didn't they move to a city? <laughs> the father's an inventor, right? Like, should they be in a little rural town? There's, there's that part. And then there's, but even she's looking for, it's, it's interesting because on the first part of the movie, she goes back to drop off her book at the bookstore and um, she read it in one day and the, 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 the book salesman says, well, I don't have a new book. She's like, oh, don't worry, I'll take this one. And he's like, well, you've read it a million times. She's like, yeah, I love it. It's about adventures and, and faraway places and, print, and, a, and a prince. So she's indirectly also <laughs> looking for a prince, right? Yeah. So then there, there's this, this man outside Gaston, all manly. And he is as chauvinistic as can be. He wants his little Belle to be at home, cooking and cleaning and massaging his toes. Um, and she's like, no, he's not for me. She's not for me. But instead she goes and she becomes a prisoner in a castle mm. of a beast. Yeah, how with interesting. With another prince, right? Yeah. So where does that, and, and, and really, how many of us have not been in a situation that kind of looks similar? If you really Absolutely. look at it, it's she is now trapped in a in a relationship with a man that she technically didn't really like, and she ends up falling in love with him. Yeah. And really, the only thing that brings them close is because she softens up, she starts to wipe him down while he's eating like a slob. <laughs> And all of a sudden he becomes a nice man or a nice beast. But you also see in the castle dynamic that she's there, she's taking care of him, she's cooking, she's cleaning. You know, so there's 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 this this stereotype that is very subliminal, mm. but it's thrown at us because obviously we're not no kid is analyzing any of these movies this way but it's very much there of I've got to be good and sweet. And, and, and I see my daughter today, you can't put a pair of shorts on her. Do you she know wants what? to be in dresses all and, the time. And listen, look at this, right? That whole thing about beauty and the beast is that I can change someone. I will save him. I will change the beast into a gentleman. And what did most women do, right? They get into fucking relationships thinking they're going to do that. They're going to change the beast into the prince. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> right? right? And guess what the beast does? You can have my library of books. You stay with me. I'll give you the shiny objects. Yeah. And then the woman goes into it, okay, I'm coming in because I'm going to save you. I'm going to change that beast in you and make you a gentleman. And it's crazy. We laugh now, but we actually don't realize how powerful these conditionings are. Absolutely. Right? 
look at look at Ariel. Look at Ariel. She had to literally trade, <laughs> trade her voice, lose her voice, so she can have the mare and give up her fins. Like she was gonna even alter her body part <laughs> and lose her voice, right? From and her. Are, For are, her people having, are people not having plastic surgery and fucking speaking less these days? Right? Are we not doing that? Like have well, a good fucking look. You, you, a lot of women do not want to have confrontations in their marriage. They don't want to fucking speak their truth. They don't want to say what they feel because they're like, dude, I will lose this shit. I will then get my outside all sorted out so he's still interested in me. I will not speak my truth. That is aerial. Let me quote uh, Ursula before she packs her into two legs. She says, and I quote, and don't underestimate the importance of body language. Ha! The men up there don't like a lot of blabber. They think a girl who gossips is a bore. Yet on land, it's much preferred for ladies not to say a word. And after all, dear, what is idle babble for? Come on, they're not all that impressed with conversations. True gentlemen avoid it when they can, but they dote and swoon and fawn on a lady who's withdrawn. It's she who holds her tongue who gets a man. Shut up. Shut up. And we're having our kids sing along to this. <laughs> well, all I can say is thank God English wasn't my first language when I was that small. <gasps> That is just, that's in our face. That's in our face. That's that's in our face. And it's ironic that it's also an evil woman saying. Yes. Yes. (laughs) What the fuck is with that? (laughs) A bunch of women. I want to know why the prince didn't um, let go of his legs and he (laughs) didn't want to be a mermaid. Because they don't tend to do that. What <laughs> and, is that? But, you know, I think I think Ariel Ariel's Ariel's story is great. It, I can identify a lot with Ariel's story. I think in 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 the downfall of of my marriage, I I would hold a lot of things back, a whole because I didn't want to fight. I didn't want him to be in a bad mood. I didn't want to start, a, and I would see things that were wrong. Or mm-hmm. things that didn't seem right in my perception, but I would rather not say not say it. Mm. Not, I was scared of losing. I was scared of of losing my marriage. I was scared of of provoking him. I was scared of 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 not having him care, or of not getting the response that I, I, I you know that that would be an understanding response. And so I would rather just not, I wouldn't say anything. And, and that would just build and build and build and build and build. And then one day I, I just exploded. That's, that is just fucking crazy, isn't it? That's so I think crazy. all those stories have, you know, they don't tell you, they all say, oh, happily ever after. They don't tell you that all of these princesses are in a bar drinking alone. <laughs> do you want know, to know, know what's so funny about that, right? So... I probably did the Disney princesses backwards. Okay. So 
you've got I've obviously I've been married twice uh divorced twice and the funny thing about that is I started off as Mulan I started off as as the warrior the Moana right and you know the weirdest thing is as I got into my marriage and I realized how this is very different to what I had thought and what I had been conditioned to I started standing in my own integrity in my own truth and you know I took the call right so I was like okay this um obviously I didn't get it right it must have been me I did it the the wrong way I was too upfront I was too different I was too um a tomboyish I was too you know uh, expressive of what I wanted to do and so what I did was now take on the role of the Cinderella the Sleeping Beauty the the Ariels you know thinking okay let me try it that way let me serve and let me not worry about what I have to say at what I feel and let me um not speak as much let me let me just allow things to happen everything and can I just share with you that it was horrible it was horrible because there is nothing greater greater than you know losing yourself you know and um the saddest part of all this is that so many women, I mean, we're blessed, Vanessa, that we woke the fuck up, right? Like we actually woke the fuck up, whether our glass ceiling shattered, whether our, our, um, you know, castles broke apart, thank God, because there are a lot of women living in this fucking ideal sense of marriage, right? Holding on with dear life at the cost of losing their voice, being a fucking servant, not having the right to be who they are, um, not being able to express their truth, right? It's, it's lonely. It's lonely there. You know, I've, it's, it's, it's a scary place to be. It's not a happy place. No. And, and oh. you know what? You have to also think about the fact that you have kids. Yeah. Right? It's like we are thinking about, I look at this, I think you have, you have all this conditioning that's occurring and then you are representing that same thing within that house. What do you think your daughter's going to fucking grow up Absolutely. to see? Absolutely. I think in, in, you know, in, in the middle of my hurricane, the only thing that got me to wake up was my daughter was, yeah, one years old. And, and we were just in such a terrible yelling match and I was like this is what she's gonna think is normal because we were always in a yelling match I'm like this is this is crazy this is crazy and if this is forever forever seems like a really long time we're not getting along let me tell you <laughs> It's really nice when you're in love, but it's really not nice when you're down. <laughs> and so, you know, at the end of the day, I think love is, I think what, what, what all these Disney movies show you is that it's love conquers all. And unfortunately, love does not conquer all. Love is important, but you need to have some of the same values. You have to be kind of on the same road walking with the person 
that you're going to be committed with. And I think the difference that, you know, generations have not been saying is that marriage is so hard. Relationship is super hard. And then you bring culture in it and race and religion, and that's a whole other podcast on its own. But, you know, I think you need to have some values that are spoken. And what are your, your, what are your priorities? What are your dreams? Where are we heading? And what kind of communication are we constantly maintaining so that we're hand in hand mm. the same path instead of all of a sudden I woke up and he was on one road and I was on the opposite road and we were yelling at each other because we were on each other's wrong roads. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that, that that's been my takeaway. I think love is definitely there. But I think I idealized my marriage and I idealized the man that I was with and I wanted a Prince Charming and, and I wanted to change him when things weren't going well, you know, and, and, and it, that's, it's not possible. And so I think there's a huge transformation that happens when women separate and they go through hell and back, but yep. you come out of there and you, there's hope. There's definitely hope. And there's light at the end of the tunnel. And, and it's not, you, you know, at the beginning, you're like, I'm never going to be in another relationship again. But then you're like, no, I just, I just saw myself from a different angle. Right. And my ex-husband for me is a huge teacher. I got to see the nastiest part of him and the greatest part of him. Just like I saw my nastiest part of me, right? And and it's it's a reflection of how do you how how do you really show up when you're going through when you're going through it? Absolutely. Right? Yep, absolutely. And I think my takeaway was um that marriage doesn't complete you. You know, that it is not your fucking security and your stability, that it is not something that is your end game. Yeah. right marriage now for me is still beautiful i have nothing against marriage i think it's beautiful but me stepping into it is from a very different space it is all about um you know me feeling secure within myself me feeling whole already my kids and i are already a complete family so marriage for me is not filling a gap anymore or it's not something I have to attain or get or achieve. You know, it's more about, man, if this is a part of my life, it's a part of my life. I'm already, it's just going to add, but it's never going to complete me. I am fucking complete. My kids are complete. We are solid. Um, so that's a massive takeaway from me because um, not using it to feel valuable, you right. know, I'm not using it to, uh, feel worthy anymore it's it's just it's just a journey it's something that two people might want to experience together like the way I put it on a pedestal as a child fuck no you know it's an experience and it can be the most loving experience but it's I've taken away that power from it you know mm. I mean, at the end of the day, I think wrapping this up, you know, Disney brings a lot of great values and a, a beautiful tales, but no one is coming to save you. 
this life is a hundred percent your responsibility. Absolutely. And we're not, we're not against Disney. Like my kids will still watch, we all watch Disney movies and they're classics, right? But I think uh, it's our responsibility as parents and mothers, especially to have these dialogues, have these conversations, really ask your daughter, what do you think? You know, get them to analyze the characters, get them to see and, uh, and then, you know, be a very um, impactful role model at home. So even yeah. if they're watching all that, like how you show up at home really does affect them as well. It does impact them. It does influence them. So we're not saying, you know, oh, don't let your kids see all this stuff. No, we're not saying that. We're just like, just bring more awareness, understanding and conversations into it. Absolutely. And, and really, you know, at the end of the day, the, the theme of marriage or the myth of marriage needs to just be addressed instead of it being just a romance fairy tale it needs to be a very straightforward you know like when you have teens you're talking to them about sex well you should be talking to your kids about marriage and what it looks like and how hard it is because whoever is married knows how hard it is and whoever is divorced knows how hard it is so I think that's that's really that's really our point. And and I hope you all you listeners have enjoyed our show. Um, we love for you to leave your comments, to leave your personal opinions and per, percep, uh, perceptions of what is marriage in your eyes. What does happily ever after look like for you? And uh, Aisha, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to have you back on my Zoom and attack the rest of the podcast. We've got some really juicy conversations lined up. Absolutely, guys. Uh, Thanks, Vanessa. And I really do hope that you guys leave us some feedback and share your stories. It's, It's all about sharing, you know, and that's what makes us feel a part of a community and single mums, you know, this is where you can um, share and learn and also feel that you you're not alone so thanks again and we'll catch you next time